0: what is up everybody welcome to another edition of the everything medicare podcast thank you so much for joining me today i hope this podcast finds you doing well on a saturday today is june 8th and i it's it's incredible for me to really drink it in and let it soak in that the year is already halfway gone i mean that's insane to me it seems like the the first was just yesterday you know and um the, the time really flies, and that just tells me that we're less than four months away from open enrollment, so when that time comes, for those of you who've been listening to me since the very beginning, you know that I scale back on how many episodes we're doing for the very reason that we are so busy during that time of year. If you've if you've ever known anybody who's, let's say, a CPA or a tax person or someone like that, during tax season, they are insanely busy, and that would be me, my office, and my company. Um, Just because we have so many of our clients that we need to take care of, we have new folks that want to become clients of ours, and there's just no time in the day for me to do an episode. I mean, no matter how big our staff is, no matter how big a company we are, there's so many folks that want to talk to me And that's something that I do that a lot of other places don't do is I make myself available to more of my clients. Maybe someday that might change. Not saying that it will or won't. Um, And if any clients of mine are listening, there's no intention of that ever changing. But if we get large enough, we might need to have um, account managers and different things like that take, take care of things. Um... We'll have to see. But basically, my point is, when that time period rolls around, folks, things are going to probably scale back to probably one episode a week, and it will most certainly be probably on weekends, but we'll have to see. We're going to we're gonna sit down and take a look at it as it gets closer, and I will bring that information to you as it comes. If this is your first time listening, my name is Christian Brindle, and I'm a Medicare health plan expert and specialist. I own a company called Christian Brindle Insurance Services where we work with people on their Medicare plans of all different shapes, sizes, situations, whatever, um, from all different places of the world. And one thing that they all have in common is they all have Medicare. That's about it. We work with such um, diverse situations that everything has been um, in a really good place for... Us, because we've been able to really help people over the years. So that's what my company does. I have pub- written and published two books on Medicare. Um, I host this podcast my, sponsored by my company. And um, my, my intention, folks, is very simply put, to make this Medicare stuff easy for you. Because I close to no one is doing that nowadays. There are some and there's other good people other than myself and my organization out there, but I'd say there's infinitely more um, people that don't do that and don't do as good a job as they should, okay? So today, I wanted to talk with you about... I love this topic, by the way. I wanted to talk with you about, is it better to work with a small company... On your Medicare plan, whether it be a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan, or is it better to work with a bigger company? So this, depending on who you are, if you're listening to this right now, everybody has a different take on this as far as what they they their mind goes to. You know, some people hate big corporations and companies, you know, and Fortune 500 companies and multi-billion dollar companies. Some people hate those companies. And I'm not going to comment because no matter what I say, no, and no matter what I say if I do disclose how I feel about this, half of you that are listening are going to be pissed off at me. And the other half are going to be cheering for me. I'm not looking to divide or alienate anybody. Okay? So I'm just going to say I refuse to tell you how I feel about this topic or this issue as far as big companies versus small companies, but I will give you my opinion on what I recommend, on what's best for your plan from an unbiased perspective. I'm not talking about philosophical reasons or anything like that or moral reasons or whatever, you know, but some people hate large companies. They just hate them. Um, some people like and to work with smaller companies because of that, because they feel like they're, you know, they're sticking it to the big companies or they're supporting the the, the smaller company, maybe not just because they hate the big company, but they like to, you know, support a smaller company to help them out, you know, help the underdog. There, there's a million different reasons I've heard over the years why someone wants to work with a particular company. My opinion is, very simple, it does not matter if a company is large or small. What matters is how it's going to do for you. Is it going to have good benefits? Is it going to cover what you need it to cover? Are you going to have good customer service? Is it going to be easy to use? Is it going to be a pain in the butt? All those things are questions you need to ask yourself. You need to not care how big or small a company is because at the end of the day, you need to be make sure you're protecting yourself. That's my opinion, folks. Now, some of you are just married to a particular insurance company and that's okay Okay. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong for how you feel and how you want to do something. And that's okay. Some people don't mind having a worse plan to stick with a company they've been with for many, many years and a company that they feel takes good care of them and has good service and they know what they're going to get. And I I get it. I completely understand. Okay. I believe that. There are there's two there's two sides of this argument whether you should work with a bigger company or a smaller company, and it's it's not a very simple question just to answer, straightforward. But at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you my opinion on most of the time which one is better. But first of all, I want to talk about the two sides of the argument. So let's start there. So let's start with. The argument against the big companies, okay. The argument against the big companies that you hear from people all the time, and whether it's true or not, is irrelevant. Um, and I'll, ta- I'll 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 disclose if I think it's true or not. Okay. In in segment two, but the argument against the big companies is rather simple. People think that big companies are so large that. They're easy to get lost in the shuffle and fall between the cracks. And for some, and sometimes that's true. They feel like a company is so large they're faceless. Um, they outsource things to different places and they don't get quite the quality. They feel like um, think if they have a problem, something gets sent from one side of the company to another, and it's kind of like the the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand and so on and so forth and and there can be some truth in all those things you know people just feel like they don't get the quality of care from the large companies and that's really what it is you know now that's the argument against what a big bigger company might be able to give you is it true It's true for some companies. I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with the size of the company. I think it has to do with how that company does business and their business model. Because I, for one, can tell you there are plenty of companies that are humongous companies that have great, excellent, phenomenal customer service. Them being large does not stop them. But there are also companies that are humongous companies that their customer service is pitiful and they, they just can't seem to get it right. Um, and, and why the difference is it has everything to do with how the company is managed and how they do business, period, point blank. It doesn't mean that the company with a bad customer service is a bad company, but they might be a little more difficult, a little harder to work with. And that's what it comes down to on the big companies, Okay. Now, like I said, at the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you what I believe more often than not is going to benefit you. Now and like I said, take this with a grain of salt when I get there because there's exceptions to everything and nothing is true a hundred percent of the time. But it's something to keep in mind when you're making your choices and you're looking for a plan. Stay with me into segment two after a quick word from this week's sponsor. Welcome back, folks. Thank you so much for staying with me. This is Christian Brindle, and this is the Everything Medicare podcast, where every single week I bring you a podcast where I discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. Okay, so we're talking about larger companies versus smaller companies, maybe even a local company, and which one's going to provide you more quality, okay? So another thing I wanted to add to the large company thing The argument, like I said, against it is sometimes they just get too big for their own britches, and sometimes that can lead to a lack of quality because they got so much going on. They're such a big company, and it's so easy for people to fall between the cracks. And for some companies out there, like I said in segment one, that is 100% accurate. However, it's not the case with all large companies. It might be a stereotype against large companies, but there are a couple, well, maybe there's a lot of large companies out there that have good service. It all has to do with the quality of the company as far as how they're ran and if the customer service is a priority for that company because sometimes they're not, okay? And I'm not saying any names on this podcast. I don't need those kind of problems. I have such a large target on my back from doing this podcast because some people don't like what I say. People don't like that I have strong opinions and people don't like that I speak the truth a lot of the times and I make this information public. There's very few people out there that really support this podcast, but there's a lot of people that do too. Um, but I'm not, I have, a, I have enough problems and I have enough target of a, of a target on my back without throwing any insurance company names out there. That would be a nightmare for me and my company. So I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to talk in generalities here. You notice this podcast rarely, if ever, discusses a particular insurance company, unless it's a, like a news story or an article or something like that. So keep that in mind. i'm not I'm not trying to play it safe or anything like that. Just keep in mind I can get in big trouble if I did do that. So bear with me here. So those that's the argument against the large companies. What's the argument? for the large companies well the argument for the large companies in my opinion is is um and this is what i've gathered over the years they became a large company because they're good pretty simple i mean you can't be a crappy company and make it on the fortune 500 list you have to be doing something right right I mean unless you're in conspiracy theories and you think that there's someone out there pulling the strings and has nothing to do with the company and blah blah blah, I'm just going to assume that that's not in the picture. Okay? I'm not into that kind of stuff. I like to I like to do I like to present information and draw conclusions based on what I can see and what I can prove and what I know for sure. So we're just going to throw that out the window if you're one of those people. And I'm That's your business. But I don't think you can become a multi-billion dollar company in any industry without doing something right. People have to flock to you in in, in crazy numbers to, to grow at that pace and become that successful of an organization. So that's the argument for large insurance companies, that they got that way because they do something right, because they are valuable for people. If they weren't valuable for people, they wouldn't. no one would stay with them. They wouldn't have any customers. No matter how much advertising they do, people don't stay with a company that they don't feel is taking good care of them or is giving them terrible service. And that's just a no-brainer, right? Companies would, would go out of business. They go bankrupt if that was the case. So, and there's got to be something they're doing right. And the other argument is going to be, you probably are going to have more peace of mind that that company is going to be here tomorrow. Whereas with a smaller company, you hope you're rooting for them. You're hoping they're doing good. You're hoping they're lasting, but especially if they're a local company, you don't know if the huge national Fortune 500 insurance company is going to knock them off. You know, it's like, you know, your local retail store, you know, or your something like that. Amazon's probably going to end up hurting them if, and a lot of them may not survive. It's the same kind of thing. You know, these gigantic national insurance companies are Amazon and the local companies are your local food mart. No matter how good a small company is, the chances of them making it and becoming a large company, because let's face it, all insurance companies that are huge companies started out as small companies. And what makes the difference is the huge companies went through everything and they stood the test of time. The smaller companies, you don't know if they're going to last. And the chances of them lasting are probably pretty minimal because more companies don't make it than make it. This is basic economics here. This is basic business protocol and that's just the way it is. So we got to understand this from that standpoint. It's easy to look at these big companies like they're just evil. You know, they're the evil empire and everything like that and they're so huge and they they do what they want and they just don't care and yada yada yada. I get it. I understand but they do something right, people stick with them, people, I mean, if everyone hated them, no one would stick with them, they'd lose revenue in, in record margins and time periods, so that, that, you gotta keep that in the back of your head, there's got to be a reason why they're so successful, has to be, it's not a chance, it doesn't happen for no reason, So that's that's the thing. You know, you there's a pretty good indication that they're going to be there tomorrow. Okay, so if I'm going to review the positives things of the 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 large companies, the argument for them, it's going to be rather simple. You know, they're going to be here, and they got that way for a reason. Okay, so now let's talk about the smaller companies, local companies. Okay, let's say they're in your state, or maybe they're in a couple states. Um, whatever, or maybe they're in all states, but they're just a tremendous amount smaller than, let's say, one of the top three, you know, or the top five. I think most of you can guess who they are. The smaller companies, they probably, they might be able to customer service wise do things quickly and efficiently and things like that. That some of the large companies have, a tr- have trouble keeping up with because they're huge and they're bulky and they're slow. That can be a fact. And sometimes the smaller companies, you know, they're faster to pay claims and things like that because they just don't have as many people to work with. And so you're a higher priority for them. And to them, losing a customer would be, you know, a big deal. Like, I'll give you an example, for, a, for some of these local companies, especially if you have a company that's in your backyard, if they lost 10 customers, let's say, it'd probably be like one of the larger companies losing 1,000. Let's put that into perspective of, on how much bigger these bigger companies are. So you got to keep that in mind. So the argument for them is, you know, they're, they're smaller, which means they're probably going to be more agile. They're going to take care of things in maybe a quicker, more efficient manner. However, that's not always the case. I can't stress that enough. There's a lot of local small companies that don't get that and they don't do that because that's their advantage and they don't play to their advantage. They don't take that into consideration. They don't make it a priority and they don't last. There's tons of insurance companies all the time that are that are coming in and out the front door. But if yours is going to stick around, that's how they're going to that's how they're going to stay. That's how they're going to compete. That's their edge against the big the big company, the giant, the juggernaut of a company. The negative thing is, financially speaking, they cannot keep up with the larger companies benefits-wise. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes that's not the case because sometimes it's easier for them because they just have one area to focus on so they can put all their funding into one area. But sometimes they can't keep up with What the larger company is doing because financially speaking, it's just impossible for them. You know, I mean, a smaller company offering a benefit or a price or whatever that a larger company can't do, there's got to be a reason for it. And it depends on what type of plan we're, we're talking about, too. Like a lot of times with smaller companies that put out Medicare supplements, let's say, a lot of times they'll throw out these incredibly low prices, the lowest you'll actually find in your area a lot of the times. And you look at the name of the company and you won't recognize them. You don't know who they are. They do that because that's the only way for them to get business. They have no chance. They don't have brand recognition. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody trusts them. So they reel in some people that are just looking to pay the lowest price available because there's some people that do that. They start paying out claims. They realize, oh, shoot, we can't sustain this price. There's a reason why the juggernaut companies don't offer this price. Because if the juggernaut Fortune 500 company doesn't offer the price, it's either because they don't want to or more likely, financially speaking, they, it's not, it's not um, practical for them. So if they can't do it, the smaller company's not going to be able to sustain it either. That means they pay out some claims, they make up the difference by jacking someone's rate through the roof. Okay, Medicare Advantage, on the other hand, you might see them have a really strong year, benefit-wise, but they're going to be more like a roller coaster. They're going to go up and down and up and down and up and down, and they're going to be incredibly... Um, involatile is a word I'd like to use. Because they're still trying to figure out what they can and cannot do. At the same time, they're trying to be ambitious to compete against the juggernaut company. The juggernaut company... Uh, most uh, all the juggernaut companies have uh, decades of experience. They don't need to experiment like that. They know what they can do and they know what they can't do. So there's probably a little bit more consistency from year to year as far as their benefits. You're probably not going to go up and down and up and down. But that isn't the case all the time. So you got to keep this in mind. The smaller company... Is young, it's exciting, it's fresh, it's new, um, they're ambitious, they're trying new things, they're exciting, but they're, it's almost like a roller coaster ride. And you don't want your insurance plan to be like a roller coaster ride. That's the argument against the small companies. When you work with a small company, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, you grow through the growing pains with them as the consumer. And with the larger companies, Not so much, typically. Stay with me into segment three after another quick word from this week's sponsor, and I will unveil my opinion on this nine times out of ten. Stay with me. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for staying with me. This is our third and final segment, and as promised, I'm going to unveil what I believe is probably going to be your best bet more often than not. Like I said, there's always exceptions. Always exceptions, and it depends on what type of plan you go with, so please keep that in mind before you just blindly take my advice on this. But I do believe that 9 times out of 10, maybe even 99 times out of 100, you're probably... Going to be better off working with a bigger company, and I'll tell you why. The bigger company, like I said, it's going to be more consistent, it's probably going to be a little more stable. You know what you're going to get with that big company more often than not. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because you go with a company only because of its size. You want to look at other things. There are lots of big companies out there that have been around a long time with names that you recognize that are going to take good care of you in other ways, like customer service. Just like the small companies, the re I like a lot of small companies, but I've seen too many people get burned by them in different ways in the long run, unless they turn into a big company. Some do, but the chances of them becoming a big company, because let's face it, they either become a big company or they don't last, or they get bought out by a big company and then they turn into that company. So there's, that's the thing with them. You know, you just don't know. There's a lot of unknown. And when it comes to your insurance, you need to be sure. So my opinion is more often than not, you're going to be better with a big company because you know they're going to be here, you know that they're going to be they're they're not going to be incredibly volatile. Although not all big companies are consistent with that kind of stuff. You have to look at the other details. Don't go with a company just because of its size. Look at the other things. But if it's between a big company and a smaller company, I would feel more comfortable with a bigger company for those reasons because I think chances are You know, they're going to be here tomorrow and they're going to be able to sustain what they're offering you, whereas the smaller companies probably offer you that to get you in the door, but they probably can't sustain it over the long period of time. And if they try to, and let's say they can't, they might go out of business and then, you know, like I said, you don't know if they're going to be here tomorrow. My dad always taught me something really important and I think that's incredibly insightful. If the big companies, if a 10 or $20 billion company, or maybe more, can't offer a certain deal. But a small local $50 million company is offering it. There's a reason, there's a catch, there's something. Okay, usually, not always. This doesn't apply every single time, but a lot of times that's true. There's a reason why that big company can't offer it. And so there's no reason to believe that the smaller company will be able to sustain it. And it's quite simple to believe that. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Um, if you live in Utah, Idaho, or Florida, and you'd like to work with my organization, Christian Brando Insurance Services, on your Medicare health plan, no matter what your situation is, I encourage you to give us a call. We offer free consultations, no obligation at that. So if you talk to me or someone else at our office and you're not satisfied or you don't feel comfortable with how the conversation goes, by all means, no obligation. We would just love the opportunity to be able to talk to you if you feel like you need some help. Our office is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Again, we work with people in Utah, Idaho, Florida. Those are the three states we're licensed in. We're always adding more. Stay tuned, and we will announce when we add more states in years to come. But those are the three states we work with people in. And um, I, th- I, th- I think you wouldn't be disappointed if there's anything better you can do. We'll be able to find it, and if you can't, we'll tell you. We're quality. We're a quality organization. That's the only reason we, we stay in business, because we look out for our customers and our clients. Again, that's 801-255-5340. Our office hours are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you don't live in one of the three states, but you'd still like to get some of my insight, I wrote a book for people like you. It's called Medicare Guidance, Picking the Plan for You. Again, Medicare Guidance, Picking the Plan for You. It's on sale on Amazon right now for $5.50. It's an easy read, and if you can get through it, you'll know more about Medicare than 90% of the population and probably more than your current insurance agent. $5.50 on Amazon. Search Christian Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E. It's a red book with a Medicare card in the front. Medicare guidance, picking the plan for you, Christian Brindle. Thanks, folks, for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Can't wait to talk to you Monday.